Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. But training camp is underway for the Dolphins. First game is this week. Not the Dolphins, but first NFL game is this week. Broncos and Falcons Thursday, the Hall of Fame game in Canton. And everyone else is getting ready for the preseason. So we speak with our friend Alan Pupar, Dolphins.com lead writer, joining us here on 560 WQAM. Alan, good to talk to you again. How are you? I'm fine. How are you, Raj? And thanks for the little calendar lesson. I, I, see, I, you learned something, so it worked. Very useful. <laughs> Alan Pupar joining us. And I guess the number one story today is uh, the change. Pat Flitter, the offensive line coach, he is now out. And Dave DeGuglielmo is uh, now in, I guess, uh, what's the latest? Uh, what have you heard regarding the move as far as uh, why Flaherty didn't uh, keep his job? Well, there was no explanation provided when the Dolphins put out the statement. Uh, the Dolphins were off today, as you mentioned. Tomorrow they're back at it, and we spoke to Coach Flores um, before practice. But as is usually the case in these matters, I don't expect them to provide a whole lot of details into what went on. Those are internal decisions. Uh, like everybody else, I saw the report suggesting that the, uh, that I'm sorry, Flaherty wasn't implementing the blocking scheme the way the coaches would have wanted. Uh, that's one report that's out there. Who knows exactly what it is? Here's the thing, though: you're talking four days into training camp. There's obviously a lot of time before the start of the regular season. The Dolphins had a very good coach in place uh, in the role of analyst to take over. Uh, so I, the the impact in terms of what it means for the preparation of the offensive line uh, shouldn't should be very minimal actually. Did Flaherty have a lot to work with? I mean, past Larry Tunsil, did he have a lot to work with? Because it you know anybody can can say what they want about not keeping your job, but also you know you're making this change, but also. You know, do you think that maybe he lost his job over trying to work out an offensive line that uh, is still kind of a work in progress? No, I, I mean, I, it's tough to go by performance when you're talking about they've had, I mean, look, they've had four training camp practices, two in pads. Uh, so to say that the offensive line is not performing well, that's fire the, the offensive line coach seems a little bit of a reach to me. Um, there is some talent on that, that offensive line. Laramie Tonsil is a hell of a player. Uh, Jesse Davis is a very solid guard. Uh, and then you have other players who are solid, capable players. It's not a whole lot of name recognition. Uh, but I would suggest that you look at some of the best offensive lines in the NFL outside of Dallas and Pittsburgh, and I would challenge you to name more than one starter on those offensive lines. So it's more about playing well together, playing fundamentally sound, uh, and, and be building some cohesiveness and working well together that's maybe more important than just individual name recognition. Now, what about uh, DeGuglielmo? What, uh, what can you tell us about him? He's had a couple stints with the Dolphins, obviously a connection to Brian Flores from days in New England, but uh, it seems like he does have a pretty good resume. He does have a good resume. You mentioned last year the work he did with the Colts, and you mentioned having the luxury of playing uh, with Andrew Luck as the quarterback. Well, guess what? Andrew Luck uh, had some major issues the previous seasons, 
staying healthy because the offensive line was getting him beat up. Uh, sure, they went out and drafted Quentin Nelson, the, the, the stud from Notre Dame in the first round, and he made a big difference. But still, the entire offensive line of the Colts was much, much improved last year. Um, also, with the offensive line coach on a New England team that won the Super Bowl several years back. Uh, and then if we talk about having him having three stints where the Dolphins and White didn't stay the first two times, well, if you look at the circumstances, the first time uh, he was not retained after two, 2011, that's when Joe Philbin came in as the new head coach, and he brought in his own people. Uh, and then the last time in 2017, he came in halfway through the season, uh, and after the season, Adam Gase, who was close with Jeremiah Washburn, brought him back from Chicago after Washburn had, had left to become an, a, a head offensive line coach after being an assistant offensive line coach with Chicago. So it's not like he, the Dolphins didn't keep him because he wasn't getting the job done. There were other circumstances involved. So clearly this is a guy who's well-established. Alan Pupar, Dolphins.com, joining us here on 560 WQAM. The quarterback battle between Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh Rosen, uh, at least it seems early on that uh, that Rosen, that you know, not great uh, results so far from him. Uh, what have you seen with the two quarterbacks so far? Uh, accurate on both counts, number one, that yeah, Rosen hasn't exactly flashed so far, but it is extraordinarily early on. I mean, again, we're mentioning four practices into training camp. Uh I mean, it's clear of the two so far, Fitzpatrick's been the better one, but I suggest we wait maybe a couple of weeks, at least until the first preseason game, to make maybe more of a of a judgment on this. Yeah, I mean, when you look at it, obviously, this is the way I look at it, Alan, that I think the way that's going to go, even though I could be totally wrong, that... Fitzpatrick would be the guy early just because he's a veteran and they want to eventually ease Rosen in that they got him for a reason. Let's see how Fitzpatrick does. If, you know, if he gets hurt, obviously it changes things. But you know, if Fitzpatrick doesn't do well, then they put Rosen in. I think if you start the season with Rosen and he doesn't do well, you bring in Fitzpatrick and then something happens, you can't go back to Rosen again. So I think that's kind of where... It it'll end up going. Is that a crazy theory or not? Uh, no, actually, it's not crazy. Here's the way I would paint it: is I think they will have a legitimate, pure quarterback competition. If it's close to where it's a fifty-fifty deal or close to that, I think you go with Rosen because he's a young guy. If it's clear that Fitzpatrick's a better quarterback on September eighth when they play the Baltimore Ravens, you go with Fitzpatrick and you go as long as he's playing well. Uh, and then if things should happen to go south at some point and it's time to make a change, then you make the change. Because the first four games of the season, when you play four playoff teams from last year, the Ravens, the Patriots, the Cowboys, and the Chargers, that you just hope that you don't throw Rosen in the fire and considering the way he played last year, and we know Arizona's not a good team, but if things don't work out there, you say, oh my God, and maybe it's not a good uh, it's not a, a good sample to play those teams. But again, I think it's just such a, a, a tough situation for everybody, for the quarterbacks, for the coaches, because you see the number one pick, number two pick available. I know they don't want to tank for that. I know they don't want to tank for two or do any of that. But at the same time, you want to try to perfect this thing. You know you're not a playoff team, but you want to win six or seven games, but you don't want to be 0-4, and, and you don't want confidence to be shot. So it just isn't easy any way around. No, but here's the thing is I think ideally they'd like for Rosen to be their, their quarterback of the future. So 
what they're going to do is, I mean, if he's going to be a quarterback of the future, you can't go in thinking, well, he can't play the first four games because the opponents are too tough. If he shows in training camp in the preseason that he's the guy, then you you roll with him. That's the guy. Uh, whether that's going to happen, like, who knows? At this point, no. But again, we, it's, we're still in July. Now, what about other battles that you've seen as far as in training camp position battles that uh, have caught your eye? Well, the one that's interesting is our running back, uh, where Kalen Balazs seems to be getting an awful lot of of uh, focus early on in training camp, and he's looked really, really good. Then, but then again, Kenyon Drake's a really good back too. Uh, eventually, what's going to happen there? I would, I would highly suspect is that both of them are going to get a lot of carries. Uh, so, you know, whoever is declared could be a quote-unquote starter, logically, they're both going to be getting their hands on the ball quite a bit. Uh, that's one that's jumped out. The other one is the cornerback opposite uh, Xavier Howard. The guy's a complete stud, but you got to get somebody on the other side. The Dolphins have the making of a very, very good secondary if they can solidify that spot. Right now, it looks like Eric, Go- Eric Rowe is going to be the guy who's going to be getting the first shot. Uh, you need you want to see some consistency from him throughout the preseason and training camp. Finally, Alan Alan Pupar joining us here, lead writer Dolphins.com, also covers the Panthers. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, of Denny Potvin announcing his retirement? Denny, obviously a legend on the ice, up in the broadcast booth, and he uh, calls it a career today. That's not a Dolphins question. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, no, obviously you mentioned it's a total legend. Uh, Obviously, the hockey knowledge is way up there. Uh, quite, it's quite a, uh, a nice tip for the dogs for the Panthers to have, be able to have a, a, a guy of that caliber calling their games, and you know, wish him nothing but the best in his retirement. Alan Pupar, check out his work, Dolphins.com, also covers the Panthers when we get to the winter and springtime. Alan, appreciate the time as always, and we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, Kerry. Roger, be good. Are right, you too? Thank you, Alan Pupar, joining us right there. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.